0: This edition of Eternal Leadership has been brought to you by Marketplace Rock, a business of intercessory prayer for businesses. Learn more at marketplacerock.com. Welcome to Eternal Leadership, a show dedicated to equipping and inspiring leaders to accomplish what God has created in them. I'm Steve Ryder, co-founder and co-host, and today my partner John Ramstead happens to be in Ohio, which happens to also be the home state of our guest. He got called out last week to do uh, teaching in the Dayton, Ohio area for the Air Force, and he called me up last week and said, Steve, I need you to take this. So I think this is like the third time in the history of eternal leadership, maybe fourth time that I've done an interview solo, but with today's guest, it's super easy because I've known her for a long time, but before we get to today's guest, I just want to let all of you in our audience know that I'm recording this Friday. It's going to release on Tuesday, and on Friday, John became a grandpa, so if you get a chance, go ahead and go to the Eternal Leadership Facebook page, facebook.com slash Leadership. And post there if you have John's email, John at Eternal Leadership. Shoot him a message. Tell him congratulations; he is so excited. He's gonna make a freaking awesome grandpa. So, without further ado, um, today's guest I have known uh, since, geez, what, Julie? You were you started appearing as a guest on Focus on the Family's Weekend Magazine back in what two thousand four, two thousand five ish?
1: Yeah, I'd say it's been probably. Twelve years—that
0: sounds about right. Yeah, and I saw mm-hmm. her. I saw her go from doc, today's guest is Dr. Julie Slattery. Um, I saw her go from a psychologist and author who was a guest on the Focus Weekend broadcast, which is, I was a co-producer of, to getting hired at Focus, to becoming an expert, a main voice on the broadcast, to starting her own ministry, and really watching you do a journey of, you know, psychologist, author, employee at Focus, experts to really ultimately an entrepreneur. So that is, that's a story that I really want to hit for our listeners. But as we start off with all of our guests, Julie, tell me your story.
1: <laughs> Boy, tell you my story. That's That's quite a deal. Um, In a nutshell, you know, I just say I I was blessed to be raised in a Christian home. And uh, I'm a clinical psychologist by training. Just kind of went right through, got all my degrees. And then right after I got my degrees, had three boys with my husband, Mike. And um, once our, our guys started to get a little bit older, I started doing a lot of work, um, particularly with women and marriage issues and family issues. Was living in Akron, Ohio when I got the call from Focus to come out here to Colorado Springs. So uh, my husband and I and our kids came out here to Colorado and worked at Focus for about four or five years. And um, And really, I guess the exciting part of the adventure began about five years ago when God really laid it on my heart to start this new ministry called Authentic Intimacy, which has been uh, just a huge journey of faith. And Steve, you've been right alongside us with this on this journey, which has been a joy. So you've gotten to see it from a front row seat.
0: Yeah. um, What was the impetus really behind the driving force behind that step of leaving focus to start Authentic Intimacy?
1: Well, the impetus was really a year of God, in many ways, kind of just interrupting my world. And uh, it started with just this sense that I was supposed to be seeking Him more intentionally, uh, that I was supposed to be spending more time with Him in the morning. Um, Actually, it started with uh, P90X, which some people know that's like a crazy exercise program. And my husband and I had started to do P90X every morning, um, just for like an hour before work. And towards the end of that exercise journey, I just sensed the Lord asking me to do a spiritual P90X, like to spend that hour every morning before work and before family life just with Him. And it's amazing, Steve, what happens sometimes when you just take that step of faith to just say, Okay, God, I'll spend time with you. I don't know what will come out of this. Um, but what came out of it for me was this journey of really going deeper and seeking the Lord and in intimacy with God. Around that same time, I met Linda Dillo, who uh, is just an amazing woman of God. And she really discipled me on this journey of getting to the Lord's heart and uh, and the fruit of that time, which was about ten months to a year, was that God birthed in in us this ministry authentic intimacy, which is really about addressing uh, sexuality for women. And as we know in our culture, sexuality represents, a tremendous amount of pain, uh, of shame, of questions. And uh, really, for a large degree, the church is kind of silent on these issues. Uh, we really haven't been addressing things like uh, pornography, abuse. You know, how do you how do you address problems in marriage related to sexuality? And now, even since we've started Authentic intimacy, we have a whole new host of cultural questions that are causing people confusion. So that's kind of how we got to where we are. And uh, like I said a minute ago, it's just been a journey of faith.
0: But out of that time that you that you were spending with God, really birthed what's what's become a real passion for you, hasn't it? I mean this this whole this whole idea of healing women for, and and making them whole, especially in the sexuality arena is is something that you're just deeply passionate about.
1: Yeah, I am. And uh, I'm passionate about it because I've seen that when uh, when God invades a woman's life in this area, uh, when he ministers to her brokenness related to sexuality, that women are drawn into intimacy with God. Uh, so, you know, I, I'll joke with particularly my three boys who don't exactly love what I do. It's a little embarrassing for them. But I'll tell them, I'll say, you know, really, I talk about sexuality, but my heart is to teach the Bible. And, uh, and my heart is to connect women to the Lord. Because what I found is that, uh, that Satan will use sexuality to be a huge barrier to a woman trusting God. Uh, Whether that's because she's been betrayed in her marriage, maybe because she's experienced trauma, or maybe it's because she has all this shame and she feels like God doesn't love her or can't use her. So when, when we see a woman pursue healing in this area, the end goal is we see her get on fire for the Lord and really understand His love in a deeper way.
0: Now, before the gentlemen that are listening to us right now start to kind of glaze over to now hit the next button by skipping this, by thinking, oh, this is women's ministry and this this episode is all about women, you have a 10-week Bible study called Passion Pursuit that as people, as, as women go through it, they start to get healing and guys the sex with your wife becomes much better. Julie, go ahead. Just tell, <laughs> tell. So, so, so stay tuned. Cause you guys, you want to point your women to, to authentic intimacy. You really want to, because Julie, go ahead, tell some stories about as women go through passion pursuit, just the kind of healing that you're seeing.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, it's thanks for saying that Steve. It's kind of funny because sometimes when I'm traveling and speaking, um, I'll have this random guy come up to me at a church and he looks sort of sheepish and he just comes up to me and he just looks me in the eye and he just says, Thank you. And he walks away. <laughs> and we've kind of joked about like, if we have fundraising issues, you know, hey, let's just have a grateful husband's club. Um, because not only is this an area of life that keeps women from the Lord, it's an area that keeps women from their husbands. And uh, sexuality is um, something that is really important to men, it's a central part of masculinity. And uh, a lot of men get married with the expectation that this is going to be something that my wife and I enjoy. It's going to be a journey we take together that she's even going to be part of me handling temptation and walking with sexual integrity. And then they get married and they realize that their wife doesn't know how to help them and she's not that interested in this area or there's lots of conflict And uh, so a man is kind of like, well, great, you know, now I have to handle this all by myself and I feel alone in the area of sexuality. And what we find is that uh, as women get God's perspective on sex and as they uh, address the barriers that they have in their own hearts and in their own past, that they're able to really um, connect with their husbands in a new way. Um, Yes, absolutely. Enjoy sex more than ever before. But I think even more profoundly, this becomes a journey that now a husband and wife can experience together. Uh, They go through, you know, uh, how do we handle temptation together as a team? Where do we need to forgive one another for the ways that we've hurt each other? Uh, So we love getting emails and meeting both men and women who are saying that your ministry has just totally changed our marriage and we're experiencing an intimacy that we never knew before.
0: Now, you have a podcast, Java with Julie. It's a weekly podcast. And occasionally you do drop in shows for guys like recently. I want to point our listeners to a two-parter that you did with Jonathan Darty. Um, talk a little bit about his story and uh, also the kind of the partnership that you're really kind of doing that, that you're starting to develop with Jonathan's ministry.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's funny, Steve, is we have a lot of men that listen to Job with Julie um, because we're addressing issues they're interested in and also because they love learning about their wives. Like, what's the women's perspective on sexual issues? And so uh, while we have a growing audience of men that are engaging with us, we also recognize that as women, we're not necessarily equipped to address specific male issues, and so uh, we get the question all the time: "Where's the men's version of authentic intimacy?" And uh, we've been looking and praying for a ministry to partner with that—that uh, that is addressing sexual issues with the same heart that we are, but for men. And about a year ago, came into contact with uh, with Jonathan Darty, who uh, runs a ministry called Be Broken. Uh, And Jonathan's story is that he grew up in a Christian home, uh, was exposed to pornography at around the age of 12 and kept it a secret. And as it was a secret, it just continued to grow through his teen years and his early 20s. He experienced some hardship and turned more into a sexual addiction uh, in terms of dealing with grief He got married and thought that marriage was going to solve that problem, Um, but he quickly nosedived even further into uh, having sex with other women and uh, just high-risk behaviors related to the porn addiction that he had. And uh, he kind of crashed and burned. His wife found out, and, and she just left him. And he was left just kind of, Lord, my life is a mess. What do I do? And God really met him in that desperation. And uh, he began the journey of recovery. Uh, About a year later, he and his wife were able to reconcile and really build a new marriage based on trust and dependence on the Lord. And so Jonathan's ministry has come out of his experience. Uh, It's been around for about 12 years. And yes, they minister to men uh, related to pornography and sexual addiction. But what we love about Jonathan's ministry is that uh, he, like us, just really see that reclaiming sexuality is really about reclaiming the gospel. The goal isn't just to get people clean and to get people to not look at pornography. The goal is to use whatever struggle we have to see how, you know, Christ Jesus is the answer, how uh, how he saves us from our sin and how we're dependent upon, upon the Holy Spirit every day. Uh, and we agree, Jonathan and I would both agree in ministry that every person at some level experiences some sexual brokenness, uh, that this isn't just for some people, that sexuality is under attack and all of us carry around um, some of the wounds because it's a spiritual battle.
0: Now, the reason that I asked you to come on Eternal Leadership is because having worked with you over the last, as long as we've worked together at Focus and then now with Authentic Intimacy, I've seen you make this entrepreneurial journey. You wouldn't call yourself an entrepreneur. You 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 call yourself a theologian who happens to be have a psychology degree. But by starting Authentic Intimacy, you've really embarked on an entrepreneurial journey of sorts. And it had, and it hasn't been easy. I've watched you, you, you you go through just the questions. And so tell our listeners a little bit about just. uh, that journey and how you've grown and and the challenges that that you've run into because uh, so often here on the show we we have people that are, they're the successes they they're the <laughs> ones that are up there and 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 they've got the big business or they've got the successful book and and they're, they're they're out there teaching and preaching but for you this this hasn't been an easy journey
1: no it hasn't um you know my degrees are all in psychology And uh, as you know, Steve, I'm not one that loves talking about money or raising money or looking at budgets and uh, all of that. But when you start a ministry, somebody has to do that. You have to build a board. You have to make sure that you can pay the people you hire. And so I had to learn the hard way uh, some of these lessons. I never went to business school. And actually, my heart isn't a business type heart. Um, I, I really struggle with that. And so uh, God has had to teach me along the way a, a number of lessons. One of them is to use the whole body of Christ and um, that he has given people experience and gifts and things like administration, leadership. Um, and I need those gifts. Uh, God has given me a bit of vision and a passion and I'm a teacher, um, but I need I need the rest of the gifts uh, that can give wisdom and direction mm-hmm and even people that have gifts of giving um, you know nonprofits and christian ministries can't survive without people that are financially successful that have a heart to see God's work continue and so uh, so i've had to learn that along the way um, but i guess you know the main thing that i've i've learned along the way also is that that if the lord's in this and if i can continue to seek him then some way he will provide uh, and so I have kind of a different story because it's not this financial success story of having read this book and implemented this system, um, but it's really, uh, Lord, help me. And there have been times where God has uh, intervened at just the right moment and answering our prayer and bringing provision for our ministry. So I am still learning and I'm still so dependent on God uh, to keep us going.
0: Well, talk about that intervention that happened. What was it last year when when you were on the verge of just shutting down the podcast and scaling it back even more? Somebody happened to just come alongside and find you and, and really has been an incredible blessing. Talk about that.
1: Yeah, I'd love to, um, because God gets glory when we talk about these things. You know, you read books uh, about people like Amy Carmichael or George Mueller, you know, who walk by faith, and they have these stories of, you know, being on their knees and praying, and then somebody knocks at the door with the exact amount of money that, that they needed. And you're like, does that really happen? And uh, and that's happened a few times with this ministry, Authentic intimacy. Um, the time you're referring to was about a year ago. Uh, God was just showing us that there was great fruit from the work we were doing, that women were just uh, receiving just healing and restoration and redemption, but financially we weren't making it. Uh, I couldn't make payroll, and uh, I was so stressed because every month it was like, can we pay the bills? And I found myself spending more time on the business end of this Than the ministry end of it, which isn't my gifting. And so I kind of reached a crisis point about October of 2016 and met with my board and just said, I don't know that I can keep going. Uh, I can't keep carrying the burden um, for this ministry. And I feel like I'm getting further and further away from my heart, which is teaching. Uh, I can't carry the burden anymore. And, uh, and so we made a decision as a board to drastically scale back the ministry, the scope of the ministry, the overhead uh, to you know, make some cuts in terms of personnel just so that we could kind of tread water financially and see what the Lord had. And uh, this is not an exaggeration. The day of the board meeting, while we were meeting, uh, a man had called and left a voicemail. I never met this man before. His name was Steve Ullman. And uh, and he just said, hey, Julie, I got your number from a mutual friend. My wife and I are in town visiting uh, from another state. And we'd like to meet with you and just talk about your ministry. We love what you're doing. So uh, I called him back the next day. And he talked about wanting to invest in authentic intimacy. And he said that he'd been trying to get in touch with me for like three months But that was the day he got in touch with me, was that day of the board meeting. And uh, this man uh, has the capacity to give a large financial gift and just said, I believe in what you're doing, how can I help? And uh, Steve, God had brought me to a place where I realized that although bills were the issue, I realized money wasn't gonna solve the problem. uh, That we needed to restructure the ministry in a wiser way. Uh, We needed to be more efficient. And so while this gentleman offered to write a check, I just said, I don't think that's going to solve the problem. If you gave me a large sum of money, I don't know that I would use it well. What I really need is I need help knowing how to structure the ministry in a, in a healthy way. And so that began a process of him putting us in touch with a consultant who uh, who has restructured our ministry. And we are now doing the same level of outreach for, uh, for about a third of the costs as we were a year ago. And so it's much more sustainable. We rebuilt a board that is an active working board. Um, so that's, you know, again, it's, it's the Lord intervening, not just with somebody with the capacity to give, but more important for me, it was God saying, I'm in the midst of this with you. And uh, if God's with us, then we can do anything.
0: Now, I'm sure, Julie, that there are people listening that they may be in the exact same position that you are with their business, with their coaching practice, with uh, their ministry possibly. They feel like they're burning out. They feel like they're just spinning their wheels in mud and they're not getting any traction but yet they're seeing some fruit. They're seeing enough fruit that they know they're on the right track. What kind of encouragement could you give them from your experience to to, to help to help help them to see that there, there may be a light at the end of the tunnel?
1: Yeah, you know, there are times where God asks us to persevere and where you know you're just supposed to keep taking that next step as difficult as it might be. And then there are times like where, where I was a year ago where you have to relinquish. And I remember somebody using these words that have meant so much to me. Sometimes in order to advance, we have to retreat. And um, there are times where God just asks us to stop and to put everything out to Him. You know, and to ask yourself, have people ask you the hard questions. What are you holding on to that you're not willing to give up? Uh, and I had to ask myself those questions. You know, am I willing to give up the podcast? Am I willing to give up speaking? Am I willing to give up the ministry if if God's not in the midst of this? And, you know, often you'll find that there are some things that are kind of sacred cows that you're like, I could give up anything, but I need this. Or uh, Or really in your heart, it's really about you. It's about you succeeding and proving that you did it. And um, the Lord had asked me a year ago to relinquish all of that, Um, you know, to give up whatever dreams I had, whatever ambition I have. And then when you know in your heart that you're willing to do that, so many times God's going to give some of those things back to you. Sometimes he doesn't. But you know that you're in the middle of his work and not your work. And, you know, that's something that strategic coaches aren't often going to talk to you about because they're trying to help you solve the problem. Um, But if you really are saying, hey, this is God's business, this is God's ministry, there will be times where he asks you to lay everything before him and you just have to watch and see what he blesses and what he doesn't give back.
0: That's awesome. Julie, one last thing that that I'd love for you to talk about. You don't like you don't like promoting yourself you, but at the same time i want to let our listeners know you are the first woman in the history of moody bible institute on the board you're breaking glass ceilings i i wanted you on here because I, I, you you know I've, I've you've heard me say this i think you're a rock star in the making mm-hmm. i do you are a voice a unique voice who's bringing up subjects that no one else in Christian radio is doing and and you're helping women in a way that no one else is authentically talking about, but you were named the first woman in the history of Moody Bible Institute to the board what 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 kind of fruit have you seen from breaking that glass ceiling at that institution?
1: Oh wow, um you know it was a totally unexpected thing. It wasn't something that I was. I had on my radar you know it's one of those calls you get that you think is like a prank call from one of your friends when they first called me about four years ago um what fruit i think as a woman there have been times where i've tried to put myself in positions of influence and it never works and then there are times where God just puts me in positions of influence, uh, whether it was being on the broadcast at Focus or now being on the board at Moody. And when you know that it's God that has put you in that place of influence, you don't have a fear. Uh, you're not afraid of losing that position. You're not afraid of messing it up. It's just like, all right, Lord, you have me here for a reason. Let me be faithful to that reason. And... Um, And the men that are on the board with me have just been gracious, and it's new for them. You know, they've just been uh, humble. I've been on now for a little over four years, so I've gotten the chance to just get to know them and to just earn the right to speak. And I do speak with a different voice uh, because I'm a woman, but also because most of the men on the board are businessmen. And so I'm coming with uh, also a heart for the students and the ministry from a different perspective than they are. So, uh, so I pray that God is using me there to ask questions that maybe we have not asked before, and to give a different perspective. But, but
0: you also, from- you also had, if I remember, if I remember hearing the story right, you also had some women professors who came up to you after after it was announced and were like, we've been praying for you for decades, correct? Yeah,
1: I did, yeah. I had women at Moody who were like, I've been praying for you for 30 years. And boy, wow. that's humbling. And it also uh, makes you feel like you're carrying uh, a big weight into the boardroom and representing women who feel like they haven't had a voice in a ministry like that. So, um, so there's, they're like, any ministry that's been along, around that long, there's a great tradition and history. But in our day and age, there's also some, some changes that need to be made and some barriers that need to be torn down. So we're in the middle of doing that work now.
0: Well, Dr. Julie Slattery, my friend, thank you so much for being on. The podcast is Java with Julie. The ministry is Authentic Intimacy. Authenticintimacy.com is the website. Check it out. I I can't recommend highly enough uh, what she is doing and any final thoughts for the eternal leadership listeners.
1: Well, I just, Steve, thanks for having me on. Sorry, I didn't get a chance to meet John. I look forward to that. Um, But thanks for what you guys are doing. It's great to partner with you.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of eternal leadership. Be sure to check the summary of this MP3 for any important links and a link to the show notes for this episode, which if you just want to go to the hyperlink is eternalleadershipcom slash one seven eight. There we'll have a link to the Jonathan Darty interview that Julie and I referenced as well as a link to authentic intimacy, a link to Java with Julie and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, By the way, if you're a regular listener to Eternal Leadership, could you give John and I a hand? If you haven't, could you click subscribe on your iPhone? And if you like what we're doing, please do the same on a friend's phone. Clicking subscribe is what bumps us up those charts. The higher we are, the more people that will stumble onto us. But if you don't listen through the Apple Podcast app... Could you do the same on whatever platform you listen? And again, if you could, please share it with someone that you think could really benefit from our topics and guests. Thank you. As I said at the top, this edition of Eternal Leadership has been brought to you by Marketplace Rock. Is there something that feels like it's blocking your business? The team at Marketplace Rock partners with you in unearthing those things that could be holding you back through intercessory prayer. John and I can't recommend the team at Marketplace Rock highly enough. In fact, our phone calls with them are a highlight of our week, as are getting our weekly call and prayer summaries. Uh, I have it right here in front of me. It's 10 pages that are a summary of our phone call, as well as um, scriptures that our intercessors want to share, what they're seeing when they're praying for us, like, Uh, The note right here, I hear the words ducks in the water, and the Lord gave me a picture of ducks floating and swimming around the edge of the lake. The impression the Lord gave me was that picture of ducks floating in the water is flexibility. This is a picture of completely trusting in the Lord, moving with the Holy Spirit as the duck moves with the water. Um... The phone call and the summary, it's worth it. And I don't say this as somebody who's getting a referral fee. I don't say this as somebody who has an affiliate relationship with them. I'm saying this as someone who loves this service and just wants to promote it. Marketplacerock.com. And I personally would love to close this one by saying again, John, my buddy, congratulations on becoming a grandpa. For John Ramstead, I'm Steve Ryder, and thank you for listening to Eternal Leadership.